Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I'm Peter, and I'm joined by Matt and Tim. We are going to be talking about Spider-Man, because we talk about movies here, and the new Spider-Man movie came out uh, of the Homecoming variety. Yeah, throw it, throw it. I was going to say, <laughs> Peter didn't give me space. <laughs> no, no, because, well, see, I know you, you're going to say something stupid in your intro, so I just, I brushed on right through it. I know, you steamroll it. And then we waste more time going back over it. What are you going to learn? <laughs> so we have my fun. <laughs> it's like when you go grocery shopping, you just give a, uh, the kid a toy at the beginning so they don't ask, you know, during, and then they get bored of it. Like, mm. yeah, just give me the toy at the beginning, and then I'll behave, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so what is Spider-Man Homecoming? That is the question. It's a it, movie. It, Yes, it is the sixteenth <laughs> film in the Marvel oh, Cinematic Universe. Oh. Yes, sixteen, Matt. That's that's what we're on now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the sixteenth Spider-Man movie. I was like, really? Oh, nah. not, not far off. Really. <laughs> nah, nah, six. So this is the sixth Spider-Man movie, uh, and the sixteenth Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, and of course, this this all feeds in from the MCU. We we seen Spider-Man in Civil War last year. That was his first introduction to this world we've first seen Tom Holland as the character and this is uh, oh, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting things on the desk uh, and this is uh, his solo movie um, honestly I think I'm just going to give you a spoiler warning right now rather than doing a spoiler oh, free section I just I feel like oh. it's Spider-Man like who who if you're interested in Spider-Man you're going to go see the new Spider-Man movie Am I right? I mean, argue with me if I'm wrong. If you, if you think we should do a spoiler-free section... No, I just... I'll, why don't that, we that's just... your thing. You warn us, don't spoil things, but I should have known there was something when there was no warning before we started. Like Why don't like why don't we just real quick say if we liked it or not? Just Okay, before spoilers. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, that's a good idea. Tim. I loved it. <laughs> Matt. I too enjoyed it. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a pleasant experience so we we talked about this a little bit last week when we covered baby driver wait are we in spoilers now baby driver i need to know sure we can go spoilers i just wanted to point out how <laughs> me and pete last week were just kind of like yeah spider-man's coming cool hmm. like we were kind of <laughs> Tempered expectations, well, and well, I think out of the out of the three Marvel movies coming this year, it was like, yeah, okay, I'm interested to see what they do with a solo Spider-Man movie in this universe. But out of the three, it was definitely the, the least on the scale of hype. Partly because you know Thor had that great trailer; it looks really yeah. bright and colorful and fun and poppy, and it looks like a blast. Uh, Guardians, of course, we loved the first one, and I mean, two was pretty good, but like. I was not expecting to come out of Spider-Man and go, no, I like that more than Guardians 2. But I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, for I, a number I of think reasons. I started, like, I started to get excited once the reviews started trickling in, which, mm. you know, I, I didn't read the actual reviews, but just hearing there was a lot of really good positive buzz and, you know, good uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, I think that's when I actually started guys, getting excited. Guys, the critics hate superhero movies. No, like, they don't. They actually they like are. good ones. If you go and look at all the reviews of the past few years, <laughs> all the good ones have good reviews. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. If anything, I <laughs> yes, think I they're know. a bit. If anything, I think they're a bit too lenient with a few of them. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're too. I mean, Batman v Superman is far too high at like twenty-seven percent. Like that is just <laughs> yes. far too much. Um, it's about twenty-five percent too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's, here's here's why I think that perception was the way it was going, at least for me and. Matt as well, but it seems of it, given that it was just last week we were like, yeah, Spider-Man's next week, yeah, it should, should be fun, like, but we weren't super hyped. I think the reason why that was there is it didn't matter how good it looked, or how good it ended up being, it doesn't, 
none of that changes the fact that it's only been three years since the last Spider-Man that was a different version of Spider-Man. Mm. You know, I I was saying this uh, earlier in the week to someone else uh, on Facebook, I think. Uh, like, how much more special this would have felt had we not had those last two? Had it been ten years? Because it's been ten years since Spider-Man oh, 3. Yeah. It's been ten full yeah. years since then. Imagine it had been ten years, we'd had no Spider-Man, and then we got this one. Like, we would have probably been a lot more pumped to get into it, I think. Uh, sure. And I think it's just a bit of fatigue. It's been rebooted already, so we're rebooting it again, and we're going in. And But no, maybe, maybe that lowers the expectations a little bit and lets you go in and prepare to be wowed. But I also yeah. want to point out that, for me personally, I've been a little bit fatigued with Marvel for the last year <sighs> and a half, two years. Uh, I, I came out of Civil War last year going, yeah, that was good. But, you know, I'm in no rush to see it again. And I still haven't. I'm going to watch it again before Avengers Infinity War next year. But, you know, I've, I've not been in my way to see it again. I'm watching it before Black Panther. I got that Black Panther trailer before this one. Ah, yes. Hyped. Is that this year? Huh. Huh? Next year. Yeah, that's, that's next, next year. That's next year. Right, okay. Is it like February yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. It's fe- yeah, it's weird. They've got mm-hmm. three next year, but it's like February, May, and July. It's like the back half of the year is yeah. just empty for them. But you know, whatever. No, no, so sad. Yeah, but I, I, I've you know, I've been a little bit fatigued because Civil War was there was nothing wrong with Civil War. I just wasn't as into it as I had been with the previous like few big movies. Uh, and then I didn't, like Doc- I didn't like Doctor Strange because I, I wasn't Cause interested. Because you love Doctor Strange, we all know. Oh God, you <laughs> love mysticism. And and that was the other thing. I'm sitting here watching, you know, back in May watching Guardians mm. and like really enjoying it, and then Spider Man, very much enjoying it. And I thought about Doctor Strange, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a movie I watched." <laughs> that was the thing. You know? And here's the thing: like, I like Guardians too. You know, we give it a pretty positive review, but I also had criticisms. You know, I I didn't love the villain that much, and I, yeah. which maybe isn't strange for a Marvel movie, admittedly. But yeah. like, you know, I, I had some critiques, uh, but I had fun. But I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Uh, but I thought it was solid, right? But I wasn't screaming about it. I wasn't going, "Oh, that was amazing!" Like, you know. It's, Changing the face of movies. And this honestly feels really refreshing. Homecoming, I think this is the most I've enjoyed an MCU movie since probably Age of Ultron. Wow. Uh, so just to put it in perspective. And yes, I like Age of Ultron. For anyone in the comments, ready to go, but Age of Ultron was one of the worst, blah, 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 blah. No, no it wasn't. Y'all need to get your eyes and ears checked because Age of Ultron is dope. Yeah, I don't love it as much as Pete did, but it is. It's got its problems. It, it, it's it, a lot of it's fun. Good. It does have its problems. There's a bit too much stuff yeah. in there. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I, 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 I dug it. Anyway, so Homecoming really fresh, uh, and we'll go into why it's fresh as we go through it. Um, but I, I like that it felt different, and we'll go into why it's different as we. It, it balances being a teen movie because it mm-hmm. puts Peter in high school. But it also balances being a really good superhero movie that's not an origin story. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if I had to watch Uncle yeah. Ben get it again, I would have thrown something. Well, so. I actually, I kind of want to just work through this one more or less in chronological order, mm-hmm. give or take. Uh, mainly because I, I want to talk about... Well, this isn't the very opening. We'll talk about the, the, the actual opening after this bit. But I want to start with a negative point, because I was worried Uh-oh. at the start of the movie... Because I really didn't like the uh, the, the oh, camera yeah. phone bit. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like that. That because so Peter's like rec- it's basically during the Civil War he was mm-hmm. recording his trip to go and help Iron Man fight Captain America, and it's all this phone footage. And I I was like, oh, this isn't that funny. I'm not liking this that much. I I, feel I, like I liked this... it. Go ahead. Jim. I oh I I didn't think it was bad, but it almost seems like 
it would have been maybe better as like a like a little special feature on like a you know DVD or something. Yeah, I could see that. As opposed to, I, I don't think it necessarily needed to be part of the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I can no, see. I that. I liked it because it gave us you know it reminds us that Peter's still young, so of course he's going to film everything. But it also you know the stuff with Happy, like him just showing up, I was surprised, and him being put upon. And this kid in his phone. He just constantly mm. just like, put that away. What are you doing? And, yeah. It was, it was a nice well, little, you know, levity. I mean, that yeah, that stuff was okay beginning. in the sense that it was kind of twisting. Because, obviously, we, we always had the, like, Tony keeps not doing what Happy's wanting him to do. This was kind mm-hmm. of like a weird twist on it where he's trying to tell this kid to do what, what he's meant to do. And then he, he's yeah. kind of flipping it on his own way without being, like, the arrogant, you know, Stark. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't know, the, the camera phone stuff didn't really work for me. I did like the actual opening, though, which was the uh, like right after the Battle of Avengers, you know, Battle of New York, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's the Chitari. It's the guy, you know, it's this Michael Keaton and his crew cleaning up the debris, and then damage control come in, and they're like, no, no, we're taking it, and whatnot. And this is basically just, oh, this is where they get the idea to like, steal some of the tech and start building it up for themselves. That said, I suppose what, probably the biggest nitpick we're going to have of this entire movie uh, it was during this segment when it comes up on the screen and says eight years later and I'm like wait a minute Avengers was 2012 what, what the hell yeah. <laughs> um, and I can buy that it's maybe one year either way different to what maybe you know actual mm-hmm. timeline is but Civil War was meant to be like a few years after Avengers right? yeah and because it's been Cap, Cap's been established in yeah. Winter Soldier and, and then by Civil War, it's that team that that was set up after Age of Ultron. And because you know? and because the, the 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 Vulture thing happens before the camera footage, that that implies that Civil War was eight years after Avengers, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty you sure know. it wasn't. So I'm just gonna steamroll um, that. It, it feels going like forward. it feels like whoever put the caption in just hit their own key. Like all you'd have to do to fix this would be change that eight to a, a four or a five. And it would work. Or even a six. I could buy six, you know. Honestly, like, I did not even think about it at all. Yeah. My my brain started going and going, no, that was five years because I got married Avengers weekend. And I just had <laughs> the fifth anniversary. So I will never forget how long ago Avengers was. Because uh, Avengers is important. And the, your marriage just happened to, like, that helps you to remember your anniversary. There's a reason why we got married that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> So this is great. I'll always remember when Avengers came out. I'll never forget exactly. the anniversary. This is the last movie I saw as a single man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that so it sets up the the villain and the, he's basically him and his crew to start building weapons out of the alien tech, and that's kind of their thing. He he obviously become Michael Keaton becomes a vulture. Uh, the guy who's working on stuff, he's the tinkerer, and then there's the other guy who's the shocker. Who I will say actually. Uh, if I have a genuine complaint about the movie is that Logan Marshall Green who plays the first uh, shocker in the movie is a really good actor and they waste him like he gets nothing to do well excuse the pun I feel like it was for shock value very 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 good I'm I'm not letting Um, that fly (laughs) but yeah I mean he was dressed like the shocker you know he had the red coat with the with the yellow sleeves that were diamond you know, pattern on him. So that, that was pretty cool. But yeah, they, they get rid of him real quick. And I like mm-hmm. that the comedy that came from that was, oh, that's not the anti-grav gun. 
Like, he was just going <laughs> to scare him, and he ended up, like, vaporizing him. <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked his reaction to that because it was kind of like a mm-hmm. surprise, but at the same time, he was like, "Ah, well, like, I'm not, I'm not that yeah. remorseful, remorseful about it. I'm just kind of like." Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's where Keaton. Like, did you guys see the founder? No, not yet. I really want to though. Oh, jeez. All right. So he does this really good thing in the founder, where in some scenes you just love him, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this this dude, he's a hard worker and he's he's a great idea guy." But then in other scenes, you see him screw over people, mm-hmm. and he's completely remorseless about it. It was like perfectly suited for his turn here as the vulture, because he does the same thing. Like in the mm. scenes with his guys, he's kind of like, "Oh yeah, he's the boss." And sure, he shouldn't be selling guns to bad guys, especially when they're like this. But hey, he's feeding his family. So yeah. So so obviously we meet Peter, and we, it cuts to three months later, and he's he's uh, we. we we get this sense that he really hates doing anything normal now. He's, he likes being Spider-Man so much that he's just like waiting all day for the, the, the bell to ring so he can get out of school and go and do his thing. Uh, and he, he goes and he, he does little things. He helps people cross the street. We see, we see him helping do other things. He, he does catch some sort of basic criminals. He's doing his things. He's just about Queens. Uh, and th- th- this kind of starts... And this is something I didn't really notice until it was pointed out kind of later. Uh, in the scene in the Washington Monument, where he mentions that, oh, I've never been this high before, and it got me thinking to all this stuff earlier in the movie, where, you know what, you're right, like, and it's almost a bold move, but in this Spider-Man movie, we never actually see him swinging between skyscrapers or anything like that, he never does that, it's all low-key, it really goes with this idea that he is, like, an amateur, he is just starting, and all the action scenes are all kind of, and I know it's weird to say that the big boat scene's kind of small, I mean, because it's not small per se, but it escalates from a smallish moment, uh, and nothing's yeah. like this big grandiose swinging. And that's not that I don't want that. It's just that I actually really appreciate that they they say no, let's let's, let's focus in, let's keep it low key. Yeah. He he's at his skill level, and he's still in his neighborhood. Yeah, like he's still in Queens, and he's going about, and he literally is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Like yeah. as Pete said, he's helping old ladies cross the the street and. Helping people out here and there, he webs the guy to his car because he thinks he's trying to steal it. And, and that was that was really funny, yeah. And it was his yeah. car, yeah. That was that was good stuff. But, yeah. Um, so he's he's got a learning curve. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I feel like a lot of the other Spider-Man movies have, you know, tend to focus on that darker, you know, angsty kind of side uh, of him. And I like that. You know, we really didn't get that at all. Like, I don't even know if they even like mention uncle ben like they did kind of actually since you're bringing up tim i'll talk about that just now because i i actually really appreciated how they handled this Mm -hmm. um so there's a line early on this is when uh peter's talking to someone about lying to aunt may he's like oh i don't want to like after everything she's went through i don't want to like put anything else on her and it's like okay right okay you made your line it's a bit on the nose but it was fine like you sort of you cover that something happened in the not too distant past and like she's going through something, but what I really appreciated later on after the boat scene, after all that goes mm. down, he comes home late and he comes. You know, it's a really funny moment because he comes home in the sort of the uh, it's like the gift shop, you know, from the yeah. oh yeah, like, he's just wearing these like crappy this crappy t shirt saying I love New York mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and he, he he comes home and she's like so worried, she's like upset that he's that he's been missing because she saw the news about the, the whole boat on the TV, she's worried that he was somehow involved and she's panicking, she is. Like, you know, Marissa Tamai's doing a good job here. I've been really, like, looking genuinely scared. And he comes in and he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she's just really worried that she couldn't get a hold of him. And I love that scene because it tells you everything you need to know about what 
Uncle Ben's death has done to her without them ever mm-hmm. actually saying a word about it. It's actually perfect. I actually, I really appreciated that scene because I got yeah. it through through her reaction to him, through her worrying about losing him too because she's already lost someone. I completely got it, and it's like you've just you've done it. You've done it without wasting time on the the scene of him dying. You've done it without having a mm-hmm. you know a scene where she's crying about her, her you know her, her dead husband. It's just it's not there. It's just it's everything that's needed is in that scene. Yeah, and it's perfect. Yep. Definitely. So I, I really I and really me, that. I was worried they were gonna play up the hot at me thing too. They do or, a little bit because the waiter was eyeing her up. Yeah, yeah, they do a little, <laughs> but it's not like it was in Civil War. You know, like they what. Oh, sorry. Uh, one of the things I actually really liked, uh, and you know, not just the Aunt May stuff, but a lot of the jokes in the movie, I feel like they always came close to wearing out their welcome. But um, I feel like just when they're you know about to reach that point when I was like, ah, maybe this is too much, I feel like then they would stop. Uh, so it, I, I think a lot of them like worked for me. Um, oh yeah, the humor but, was working yeah. great for me. The humor at certain times was doing stuff that was unexpected. There was humour that was darker than I was expecting that really caught me off guard. There was also just some... Just stuff that felt a bit more offbeat. Like, there was, there was this running thing throughout the, the movie where uh, Betty Brant's on the... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> on the t- so she's like she's a student in high school as well, and she's got this, like, co-anchor, mm-hmm. and they do, like, the school news programme that plays throughout the school on their, on their TVs that mm-hmm. they've got in the halls. Uh which, actually, my university had a very similar thing, actually. It wasn't quite, like, a news program, but, like, there would be stuff playing uh, on the screens yeah. that was, like, kind of from the we, studio. But, yeah, we had, like, a morning announcements thing yeah. in my high school. Yeah, but, yeah, so I've seen the kind of thing before, but they, they treat it like a proper news room, and, like, mm-hmm. she, she's doing her thing, and the guys do his thing. And they would have these weird lines where they're just, it's this really offbeat humour. At one point, like, he asks her out, to the homecoming dance and she just like <laughs> in the same like news reporter voice turns him down and it just lingers mm-hmm. on his like face as he's like he's, he's not trying to show it but it's just a soul crushing disappointment of being turned down and it just really made me laugh because it was this like really offbeat kind of you really get the feeling that the director of this uh, John Watts has a good comic timing oh yeah, yeah definitely and he, he understands I, when he cut things off like you were saying Tim uh, yeah well. and I think yeah and I think there was actually like a quite a a bit of like background gags and stuff that I noticed mm. like um I'll probably notice a lot more any... uh, in fact uh, Matt I, I thought of you as I was watching the movie because there was a gag okay. that made me go oh I bet Matt's going to cheer when he sees that and it was when Spider-Man's running through all the backyards and he's he's running he runs past a pool party and they're watching Ferris Bueller as Ferris Bueller's doing the exact same thing in that movie. I I leaned over to my wife and go, "That's just like Ferris Bueller." And then boom, <laughs> the Ferris Bueller scene came on. Yeah, and I was like, "Yes." I, I knew. That said, though, yep. the best line in the movie, the biggest laugh, because even though I found a lot of the movie funny, I'm not the sort of guy. If, if I'm on my own in the theater, I'd, I maybe not laugh out loud as much because I'm on my own. It's a bit weird. Oh, no, a line. I do. I need to. Yeah. I need to fill the space. There is a light yeah, in this uh, movie. Showing, showing human emotions is weird, says Peter. <laughs> That's not what I mean. But there was a line in this movie that actually made me like proper laugh out loud for a long time. Like I was in a okay. fit of laughter over it. So, the, so Peter and uh, and Liz, who's the love interest, and Michelle and Ned and uh, Flash are all part of the the debate team or the debate team. Mm-hmm. Is that the debate team? Is that what it's called? It's yeah. not a debate team. It's like a, a JV quiz. Like, yeah, quiz team. Was it? Trivia. I thought thing. it was debate. It's oh, not debate because okay. they're answering questions. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's not right, like yeah. the name for it. But they're on this team and uh, 
they've got their, their the teacher who supervises this, and it, it takes them to the the competitions yeah. and the trips. And uh, he, I, star. I, yeah, he, I know him yeah. from uh, he was on, he was on Party Down. He, he was in an episode of Silicon Plus Valley. Red. Yeah, I've never seen that, but yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's a comic actor. Uh, anyway, yeah. so he, he there's this bit after the whole thing in Washington. There's a bit of him on the school news program, oh, yeah. right? And it's. And they're just—he's just talking, and he's—he's he's very deadpan. And he's just like, "Oh yeah, this would have been horrible. Luckily, everyone made it out safe. You—you uh, you wouldn't want losing a student to be uh, something uh, on the on a school field trip." And there was a pause, and I was not prepared for the punchline that came next. I was not even expecting a punchline, and then he just said, "Not again." And then yeah. <laughs> that was funny enough. But then the camera did that thing you get in documentaries where it zooms into his face and then lingers on his yeah. face. It's this dramatic zoom in, and it broke me. I was I was not <laughs> expecting a joke about him losing a kid before. It oh I was laughing so yeah, much. Yeah, it does some really funny things with the supporting characters like that because Hannibal Burris plays the gym yeah. coach, and he has some moments like that too where he just says some off offline, and it doesn't yeah. really focus on him. But if you're listening or paying <laughs> yeah. attention, that's uh, good. Yeah. Like I, I, oh, yeah, he had like one line where, like, after they showed one of the cap videos, and then I think he uh-huh. said something like, "I think this guy's like a war criminal now." <laughs> I'm glad they brought that up because I was about to question why they're showing Captain America videos when, in the universe at this time, like he's yeah. he's technically a fugitive. Yeah. So well, and it's like, and it's in a way that only Hannibal Burris can deliver yeah. it too, because he's he's the king of that throwaway line, and we're not going to talk about it again. So yeah, he's like, he's like a war criminal or something, and then he puts it on. Do you know who I thought uh, was very... I like... Yeah. I'd go, Matt. I'd go. Well, I was just saying, I like that the running thing is is Captain America is still being used in videos to teach kids. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's such a like an old 70s thing, yeah. and it's, you know, 2017. Uh, I was so. I also I really liked like that with that first video is uh it was kinda subtle but just like uh, when Captain America like he points to like and like you know Oh yeah I like it, that like, uh to my to the gym coach and he's on like the other side. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a that's scripted part of the video so that, that you know Cap can go and here's your gym coach and he goes over to that. Like, if I was doing it, Tim say like, like that'd be Tim, but the coach is standing on the wrong side, so it just looks stupid. Uh, I'll tell you who else I thought was really funny uh, and I'd sort of more quieter way uh, i thought zendaya's michelle was really good oh, yeah. like I, yes. th- I thought th- her her deadpan like throughout the movie where she's just constantly not caring about things uh there's, there's, a, there's a moment which it's when peter shows up to the dance later on where she just gives him the finger randomly yeah. and it, it just cracked me up i'm like she just gave him the finger for no reason and and obviously let's, let's talk about her character and where that goes right so there's a, a reveal at the end so, so the main love interest, Liz, she has some sweet moments with Peter. We'll talk about what that happens to the main plot and you know the, the twist that happens, right? But she leaves at the end of the movie, and we find out that, that Michelle's becoming the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. She's appointed as captain. And, like, oh, Michelle, you can be the captain. And there's a nice little moment where she's, where she's like, someone points out, oh, wait, we never knew that before. Because earlier on in the movie, she, uh, she said she didn't really have any friends. Uh, right. But then... Uh, she, she's like, oh no, my friends call me MJ. And obviously it's this little thing where, oh, she's the MJ of this universe. Okay, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that. I know some people are, are sticklers here and don't like the whole, oh, we, we held our identity a secret so we could have the nice little reveal at the end. I'm cool with it. I liked it. It's fine. I, I kind of saw it, like, coming. Uh, I don't know if it was, like, that big of a surprise, but I uh, thought... Though, like, why not just call her Mary? Like, 
why? Well, because that's know. too much it's, of a giveaway. Yeah, because you want yeah. the reveal at the end. It, it just... But why, like, why does it have to be a reveal though? Like, who? Like, who it doesn't cares? have yeah. to be, but they chose to have that, and it, honestly, it was kind of a nice moment. It was because I didn't know it was her. Like, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention to well, who I was cast as her when she wasn't acting like MJ, like mm. that we've seen in other movies or comic book, you know, representation. And I'm not talking about the original Spider-Man movies. I'm talking more like the comic, the show. cartoon, oh, the cartoon, where she acts like the the comic version. Um, but I thought it was more the, his, his love interest. Uh, what was her name? Liz. Um, Liz. Liz. She was kind of more the Mary Jane type, I thought. So that's where I kind of thought maybe the swerve, there was something yeah. to do with that. But here's, here's I what think... I, here's what I like about the whole MJ thing here, right? Not, not so much about the, the reveal of the name, just her as a character, right? Mm-hmm. Out of that original Spider-Man trilogy, you know, the, the Rami trilogy. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane was nothing in those movies but a blank slate who was a love interest, nothing more, and in all three movies was the damsel in distress in the third act. In all three of those yeah. movies, the villain kidnaps her and she's like, in danger, like, oh, Spider-Man, save me. That is her in all three of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this movie, like Zendaya in like, her first scene gave me more of a reason to like her character than I ever had in any of those three movies. Well, that's the thing. Does she have to be MJ, though? Right? Could she just be Michelle? She doesn't have to be, but, like, the yeah, MJ, so whatever. And I think that's where a lot of people that have a problem with it, I think that's where they come from, is, you know, don't just don't make her MJ, because now there's an expectation there. And if you just make her Michelle, then it's fine. It's kind of like in Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's not Khan, it's not Khan. Okay, it's Khan. Yeah. And okay, it's not as bad as like, that. Well, that's not. That's not. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was just the you're, you're telling us this whole time. It's not. It's not. It's not. And then at the end, you're just like, okay. Uh, well, so I, I think the way I read that though is that it's them saying, okay, our MJ is going to be different. We're not going to do the, the classic interpretation. And part of the reason for that is they they want things to be a little bit different in terms of. Like, there was a big deal, obviously, when this movie was cast. It's, it's a very diverse cast. It's like, like out of the yeah. whole main core group of kids, like Peter is the only white kid. They're they're all different. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think that was a big thing they wanted to say, but I think just beyond that, they wanted to have the characters be different and not just be the same. Because let's be honest, like Mary Jane as a character, like does she have a lot of depth the way she is in the well, comics? Well, what I would say, uh, and not just in terms of her character, but actually a, a lot uh, of this movie seems to take uh, inspiration from the Ultimate comics, which mm-hmm. um, yeah, this Mary I- Jane reminded me a little bit more of the ultimate comics version like it's still not you know a one exactly. ratio yeah. uh but it i i saw more of a resemblance to that yeah i can see that um i i think this was them saying no this is what our mg is going to be and i i, I do want to say that i feel like giving a she has a personality that i think is immediately kind of mm-hmm. likable and she's funny and she's like mm-hmm. but i think on top of that imagine her saying face it tiger you've hit the jackpot they've yeah. given us a character who I buy that that line is going to come out of her mouth, and it's not going to sound stupid. I can see her saying that with a smirk and it working. You know what? She kind of re- she kind of reminds me of uh, April from Parks and Rec yep. a little bit. I, yeah, yeah. I was just want uh, to say it. A little bit of that. So like, if April had said it, like, yeah, yeah you just hit the jackpot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but deadpan, like it would totally work. And they've kind you of know, said I, I liked as well, her Michelle uh, character, like her yeah. her drawing. And, and whatnot, she's like, I like to draw people at their status. And then she holds up a picture of Peter, and she's like, that's you. Um, like, yeah, she's really funny. Like, she's she's extremely yeah. likable. So I, I find it hard to complain that much when I'm liking everything I'm seeing on screen. Like, 
you know, it's, it's hard to really be that upset uh, with, with it being somewhat different. I mean, especially... It's, it's not like the previous movies did a great job, because I didn't really like her character in the previous movies. And I know that, yeah. that wasn't an ideal representation of what Mary Jane's supposed to be, but... Yeah. Um, maybe her middle name is Mary. Well, maybe we'll find out she's she's yeah. uh, Michelle Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> or just Michelle um, Jane. I mean, you know, whatever. Because yeah. it says I have, I have a, the wiki open. Her name's Michelle Jones, and that's where it comes. Oh right, DMJ okay. comes oh, from. Oh, she's not even so, not even Jane. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. Enough. And so that's that's the whole thing is she's not Mary Jane, but he can she can be the Mary Jane going forward. That's not the big deal. Right. It was just it felt like. <laughs> Someone comp- I don't remember who compared it, but they compared it in, in Rises to to Robin. It was that ginger awful um, Connor. And by the way, spoilers okay. for Dark Knight Rises before you say anything else, Matt. Jesus Christ, this is the end of the movie you're going to talk about. Okay. What? <laughs> what? It's what? the end of the movie. Saying? You can't just talk, talk about the end of another movie without spoiler uh, warnings. Who hasn't seen yeah. Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> Some people might not have. It's just being considerate, okay? I'm just saying, there, there's a reveal of a character name at the end, yeah. and people made a big deal about that, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Just, it was a fun little throw-in. And for the record... That's what I feel like this one. I like that one too, so... Yeah. Oh, I, I think that one's great. Now, in both ways, I feel like it could have been dealt with better, you know, but... It's still... I'm not mad that it's there. Honestly, knowing that our, our last name isn't even, like, Jane... Watson. Is it, or Watson, yeah. <laughs> it's because you said Jones that you confused me. Yeah, but knowing <laughs> yeah, our last name's you. not even Watson, it's just uh, it's just Michelle Jones. I'm like, alright, well, she's not even really the character. It's just that the MJ thing is basically just them saying, this is, our, this is who she's going to be for us in our world. Like, we're not going to yeah. have Mary Jane, we're going to have this MJ. And she's different. Yeah, it's a yeah. wink and a nod. Like, yeah. I, I can guarantee you my wife doesn't care. She liked yeah. the character, and that's enough to go forward. Yeah, it'd be, cool. it'd be kind of funny if they did like a Superman thing where, like, he knows like so many people with like the initials LL, where it's oh, just like yeah. <laughs> MJ, like, MJ, MJ. Characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, let's but no, talk so about. Like uh, let's go into another character that I uh, quite enjoyed, which was Ned. I, I liked him uh, a lot, and again, it was one of those things where I thought, "All right, I'm I'm gonna get sick of like some of his jokes, like the you know man in the chair <laughs> stuff." But uh, it always I have thought again, I have like, thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? So I'm a little bit pissed at it, not because I didn't enjoy. It. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I thought it was likable. Mm-hmm. I thought it's great. Peter has this friend. I'm a little bit pissed because he's basically Ganky, which is Miles' best friend, except that, that he's yeah, just not called Ganky. Yeah. It, it's super weird that he wasn't Genki. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, why, see, but... It's not even so much that he's Genki but not called Genki that bothers me. See, it's just mm-hmm. that the, you've stole Miles' his best friend, so when we get Miles, mm-hmm. his best friend's already been taken, or if they do give us Genki with Miles, it's like, well, we already had this exact same character with Peter. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, so that's the only thing I've got to Do you think we'll get Miles down, down the oh. road with Tom uh, Holland? Did, did, you hey, know. Wait a minute here. They clearly hint at Miles in this movie. Yeah. They do? Oh my god, Matt. Oh, you are the worst. I've never read a Miles comic, so I wouldn't know the reference. Donald Glover says his nephew... Donald Glover's character is Miles' uncle. Mm -hmm. uh, He plays Aaron Davis, who is the... In the Ultimate Comics was the Prowler. And his nephew is Miles. 
Oh, see, I don't, I didn't know any of Males that. Males Morales I just thought, officially I exists. Donald Glover, the only reason he was there was because there was that old Donald for Spider-Man thing years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they they put him in the Spider-Man movie for that, and I kind of expected to see more of him. I'm sure that's why. That, he, that, I'm sure that's, that's why. He, I'm sure that's why he ended up in it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. no, his character that that was them saying males exist. Now it might never lead uh, to something, but let's be honest. Eventually. You know, in ten years, Tom Holland may want to leave, and it's like, well, time to my, bring out males. My thoughts was like, hey, let's have a Tom Holland trilogy, and then uh, like a Miles trilogy. I thought that could be like a like if you really want to milk it and you know get a lot of movies Maybe. worth, you know, I, I do something like that. I can see it being um, longer than that, though. I, I can see them wanting to like nab. I feel like they've probably nabbed in Holland for a ridiculously long contract, so they don't have to pay him that yeah. much, but it's well, like so from, 10 movies. From what I read going into this, they want to position him in the next phase as the Iron Man, as the Tony Stark, mm. who kind of stuff revolves around, and he doesn't for have to be Marvel in the movies. movies? Yeah. Um, but uh, if, but it, you know, because he's younger, and that means that, that Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, they don't have to shoulder... That stuff oh yeah, those two. Those two are in. so dead. <laughs> At the end of Avengers Four, isn't it, uh, it kind of iffy though about the what the future of like Spider-Man and Sony is going to be? It like, kind I, of is, but given that they just made one hundred and seventeen million dollars on their opening weekend, I've got a funny feeling Sony's going to want to keep this partnership going for as long which as they can. Which is better by leagues, right, than the last two that Sony did? Yeah, it's, it's about twenty something million more than uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, and it's like. Amazing Spider-Man 1 only made about 60-odd million opening weekend. Yeah. In fact, the only Spider-Man movie that's got a higher opening weekend, sadly, is Spider-Man 3. Uh, oh, and that, that's because that hit at that time when it was, like, all the buzz, you know? Yeah. But I, I think what you People ha- didn't know better. I think what you have here, though, is you have... A Spider-Man movie that's in the MCU, which is exciting to a lot of people, but then on top of that, and this is clearly shown to be a factor in this last year, is good reviews leads to good numbers. It just does, yeah. which is why the, all the uh, movie studios are complaining about uh, well, Rotten Tomatoes and see, the, it bombing the certain that, movies. Like, well, like I, I guess maybe I'm a little pessimistic or something, but the only thing that makes me nervous is uh, if Sony's just like, you know, if they're too cocky and they're like, oh, well, we know how to do it now. We don't need to, you know, keep you guys like, you know, like we learned what to do. Or, you know what I mean? If there's something Yeah, and that's like where that. if I'm Feige, I go, I hold up your plan for Sinister Six. <laughs> Yeah. movie and how ridiculous that was <laughs> and go just guys don't just yeah. enjoy making money with us this is yeah. the thing though avengers is going to make money with or without spider-man i feel like yeah spider-man being associated with avengers boosts his movies so much right now especially after those last couple where you know the, the public sentiment's a bit more muted and it's not the 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 mega monster character he once was in that sense because of that um but anyway we're t- talking about ned and Ned being oh, yeah. fun. Ned, Ned is a lot of fun. I laughed a lot, actually, uh, later on in the movie when he has been the guy at the computer chair, which I have mm-hmm. to criticise almost just a little bit because it kind of felt like, does Spider-Man need that? Uh, I feel like, I feel because that, uh, if I have a complaint about the, the DC shows on the CW, right, is that all of them have that, even Supergirl has people talking her in her earpiece, telling her what to do, and I'm like, no, that that's like a Batman thing, or it's like a Birds of Prey thing with Oracle doing it to like people, but for some reason, superheroes on TV, they all have the person at the computer telling them where to go and what to do. Um, that said, though, it, it made for fun times, it was a sort of nice reference back to like what's going on with other superheroes, and it made sense for his character. It was just at first I was like, oh, really, we're going to do that with Spider-Man? 
It worked well though, and then the joke in the, the school library, I did laugh quite a lot because before when the teacher walked in and caught him like on the computer, <laughs> I actually in my head said, So you were watching porn and then he actually <laughs> said I was watching porn and I laughed yeah. a lot. So yeah. I, I loved how he came over to build the Death Star. And he said it was like all these pieces, and it wasn't. Like, he'd already built it waiting for Peter to come back. Yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty um, funny. Now, um, it, it's kind of funny. You hit on my one complaint about the movie, uh, kind of. Uh, so I didn't mind uh, Ned, you know, being in his ear and, and everything. But I absolutely hated his suit. And when he had Karen, uh, like that, really, really bugged me. You're not I the first. Karen. Yeah, you're not the first person I've heard talk about this. About how the suit's too high tech. I actually do agree to a point. Um, that said, I actually really like Karen. The Karen stuff yeah. was really funny. See, see when uh, he's he's in front of uh, uh, Liz and she's like, "Kiss her." Like that was really yeah, funny. Okay. Like I was, I was kind of into it. Yeah. Um, it like it. it it's not that like it wasn't funny or anything for me. Is is just it to me? That's not Spider Man, you know. Oh no, like, I, I I get you, but I, I think that's maybe yeah. part of the whole lesson though. Is that you know the the final conflict of the movie he does in his own stupid hoodie and like mask. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have the suit. Um, I do think it's a that's lot. A, I did like yeah that they end up going back to basics. I I, I do think it's a little bit too high tech. Uh, I didn't necessarily like. Um, like the protocols, I especially, I didn't like the yeah. the insta kill protocol, even though it was just for a joke. Yeah. I'm like, why is that even there? Why did Tony put that in a suit? Why why would that be a protocol? Yeah, no. A, maybe if it's like a, a big life or death situation that you you need. Oh, it, but like but even then, when is that? Unless you're an assassin, when is insta kill really beneficial in a big event? Yeah, like, yeah you shouldn't want. I, I did like how it gave us the bridge to see all the different web varieties. Mm-hmm. I like, no, I like those. I, I like the web yeah. grenades and stuff like that. I thought those uh-huh. were fun, and that felt very Spider-Man-y. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the big things for me is that at least his web shooters were his own design. That was something that yeah. it wasn't Tony. Like, yeah, he made yeah. the fancy suit with the fancy like eye scanner things and the the, the little nano bot. Well, not, it's not nano. It's and not those small, those but. eyes, we talked about them in Civil War. It's great that they did that because it it can make Spider-Man be that much more expressive. Mm. You know, kind of like in the comics where they can play with that. Well, wait. Versus what the what Tobey Maguire when he sorry I just remember that, that scene yeah. like when he falls like into like the backyard with the kids camping uh-huh. and like mm. his eye is like going all crazy yeah <laughs> like, scares the yeah. kids and the kids run away streaming yeah, yeah. So it's really good scene. <laughs> oh it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah yeah, yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you uh I lost my train. I thought, hon. Um, <laughs> oh, since we're talking about Spider Man, nice. right, hon. Since, since we're talking about Spider Man and him being, a, obviously, we're talking about the suit. I want to shift it to the character and just how he's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because Tom Holland is very good, but yeah. here's what I like. Now, I at least I've not watched Amazing Spider Man one and two again since like two came out. Right, so it's been a while. So I I, I can't. But I watched one to three the the Raimi movies over the last month. We mean Connor did them all. Don't tell that to Electro on his birthday uh, and on Influx. And <laughs> thanks, Tim. I want to say like I really watching those original three movies again. It's actually depressing the portrayal of Spider Man. He never quips. He never cracks a joke. Tobey Maguire's always like dour faced. He's always moody, and he looks like, he looks constipated half the time. It is really annoying to watch. And I. Now, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a mess. It is a goddamn mess of a movie. Amazing Spider-Man 1 is not as well made as Spider-Man 2, 
but I think I actually like it more because it's a little yeah. bit because because Emma Stone's really good as Gwen Stacy, and then mm-hmm. Garfield's not perfect, but he is closer to Spider Man because of his quips. Yeah, in this, he's more of a smart ass. Yeah, in this though, not only did I feel the quips were spot on and felt like Spider Man. There was that that feeling of like, see when he was like struggling, like when he, when he was running in the backyard and he's trying to catch up to the van mm-hmm. to like get to the bad guys. The way he kept trying to speak out loud to problem solve, it felt right out of the page of the, the comics where he's like narrating and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm trying to like get up to the building to stop them or I'm mm-hmm. trying to do this, and he's struggling and he's like, he, he can't quite get it done and he's you know he's not doing very well and that 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 problem solving and him sounding kind of worried about achieving whatever he's trying to do, that mm-hmm. felt like yeah. Spider Man to me. Yeah, he's he's not a working class superhero, right? But he's very like he's not Cap and Iron Man who have it all kind of together and they're polished. He's still that's how he deals with this stuff. Yeah, and you know what was great though is they still like uh, you know they show him having fun and being funny, but they do still manage to get like serious parts in, like Mm -hmm. you know him saving the you know the deli owner. Uh, and then, like, you know, we'll yeah, cause he, you save it for a little bit, but, like, the, you know, kind of beginning of the final act of the movie, like, when yeah, you find we'll, out all the stuff about the Vulture. We'll, we'll, we'll save the all the Vulture plot for its own part, but, yeah, that, that stuff with the, the, the deli, where he, like, because he, he takes on the guys in the bank, and he has some fun jokes, and I, I thought it was amusing how none of the jokes that were in the trailer were in the movie. It was all different jokes. Like, it was oh, all yeah. different lines. Uh, yeah. But he's and it was a, it was a little bit where he mentions that he hasn't met Hulk or Thor yet, and I thought that was a fun little gag because they were in Civil War. But right. he deals with them, and they have these fancy weapons that they've got off uh, off Keaton, and they blow up the deli, and he runs over and he makes sure he's okay, and he saves the cat, and it's a serious moment. Uh, but I, I I do like that he does have fun with it. But then there's those serious moments where he he goes out of his way because as much as the the the, the kill thing was there for a joke. And as much as I do think it's kind of an odd joke because it feels like, why would he even put that there? I do like that when it does come up saying insta-kill, he immediately goes, no, not insta-kill, no, turn that off. Yeah. Like, he goes out of his way not to hurt anyone. And then later on in the movie when that, that big boat thing happens and he does screw up, it's his fault, he escalates it. when Because that's maybe that's kind of ultimately what he learns in that scene is that he shouldn't escalate things. Because he, he's like, oh, I'm going to go and fight the bad guy, I'm going to track this guy down and kill him and Stark's already got the FBI there they're, they're like maybe doing like a, a sting operation and they're, they're listening in and it's all meant to be quiet and Spider-Man comes in you know showboating and maybe he learns there that he shouldn't do that but when Tony Stark yeah. goes to confront him afterwards he immediately the first thing he says is is everyone okay did anyone get hurt like yeah. he cares about that uh, first off the bat and- uh, which is also how Batman thinks by the way in case <laughs> Zack Snyder's listening to this no yep. Batman shoots people <laughs> And uh, what's actually really awesome is this movie, ultimately, it basically is a story about, you know, dealing with power and responsibility, but it's not beating over your head 50 times that like, oh, Uncle Ben said with great power comes great, you know, like they don't have to keep rehashing oh, it, yeah. but that's ultimately what the story it, is it, about. It's a coming of age story. My, my favorite thing about this movie, honestly, I mean, we're talking about how, you know, characterization of Spider-Man is really good and all, all these other things. My favorite thing about this movie is not only is, is the action kind of low-key and it's, it's not the biggest stuff ever, I like that the villain, the vulture, he's not trying to take over the world, he's not trying to destroy mm-hmm. the city, he's not got these big goals where it's all about vengeance or whatever. It's really simple. He's just wanting to make money and he's selling weapons to do it. And Spider-Man notices that it's happening and he tries to intervene and that pisses him off. And that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's that simple. And right. because it's that simple... 
Um, I, 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 it felt refreshing to me that there wasn't the giant beam of light in the sky in the third <laughs> act where the entire world's at stake. Like I was so happy it wasn't that. It was small. It was low key. And what the story really was about, like Vulture, of course, is the the villain for the story to take place. But what the story actually mm-hmm. is, it's just him learning how to be a hero. It's him coming. Right. It's a coming of age story where the coming of age story also happens to include being a superhero because there's that great mm-hmm. moment where the because obviously the, the Marvel logo at the start has like this orchestral version of the old Spider-Man theme uh, mm-hmm. play which is really cool uh, I, I will say the music otherwise is quite forgettable but there's that moment where yeah, it's a typical Giacchino score like... but that's the thing Giacchino is usually really good like he's got a lot of great scores mm-hmm. and this one is mostly otherwise kind of forgettable he, he was busy working on apes so it'll, it'll oh, be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's, there's that great moment when he, when he goes to confront Vulture uh, towards the end, and like Vulture kind of beats him, and he, he leaves him under all the rubble. And like, there's just the, mm-hmm. the, the, and there's this really dark moment where he's pleading for help. Like he's actually asking mm-hmm. for help because he can get up, and it's actually kind of yeah. dark. And it's actually oh man. And then he realizes, oh, I think I've got the strength to overcome this. And there's that great moment where he's actually it's, it's one of those. Uh, they're doing the front cover of one of the comic pages, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's lifting up the ceiling, and as he's lifting up, a bit of the, the original Spider-Man theme orchestral comes in, mm-hmm. and it's this great moment, and it's ultimately him learning his own strength and him learning his own worth and what that worth is. It's not just being the same as Tony Stark, which ultimately is his kind of decision at the end, where right. Tony offers him, oh, you can just be like me, I'll let you do it all now. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to. I've learned who I am and what my purpose is and mm-hmm. who, what kind of yeah. hero I am. And well, because you see, when when Stark confiscates the suit after the ferry, mm. like, and he goes back and he's just like sullen and almost kind of in shock. And and I think it's Aunt May that asks him what's wrong. Mm-hmm. He says that he lost the 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 internship. internship. Because yeah, that's the, that's the lie. Just, that's the cover up for all the Spider Man. Yeah, activities. that's just cover up. Mm-hmm. Why why he's spending so much time after school not at you know doing stuff but but yeah like it's it's the fact that oh no I'm, maybe i'm not a hero maybe i'm not meant to do this mm-hmm. but then it's it's when his friends are in trouble well not his friends necessarily it's he knows what vulture's up to you know he's yeah. still doing stuff and, he can't let it go he has to intervene he right. has to do something about it uh, well because it, it's you see his favorite guy like at the sandwich shop you see their interaction you know, and he knows what type of sandwich he likes as soon as he gets out to school, and you know he goes and saves him, and it, it's that type of stuff. It's the fact that these weapons are getting onto into his neighborhood and hurting people. That's what's driving him. It's not necessarily the vulture doing bad things. Yeah, and you know, it, I also, I mean, I love again going back to this. He doesn't want to kill people. Is I love that the final fight because I, I do have some problems. I think some of the action scenes are kind of hit and miss, and I think the final plane mm-hmm. sequence with them, like him, like hanging on to the plane and all that. I think that was like a bit like it wasn't really easy to follow. It wasn't that exciting because it was kind of yeah. murky. Once it ended though, and like he actually went out of his way to try and save Vulture, and actually it does we see him like carrying yeah. him out over his shoulders because like, he's not letting him die. It doesn't matter who mm-hmm. he is, he's not going to let him. He was like, oh, this is heroic. This feels like a superhero. Which, and it's yeah, good. which is the exact kind of opposite of how the first Spider-Man movie ends. You know, where where Goblin takes it a step further mm-hmm. and just out of you know reflex, kind of. So I like the fact that it does show Peter as that hero. Yeah. Um, and then it pays off in the post-credit scene too. Yeah, um, it, it sets up this idea that uh, there's almost a code of honor with him because he doesn't because yeah. he knows who he is and he doesn't let it out. He doesn't tell oh. anyone. Uh, that scene in the car is so tense. Like, oh yeah. That now I have to go check out Cop Car, which was the oh. director's like first big movie. Yeah, because it's I, supposed I to be it's like really good. 
Yeah, it's that tension like all the way through. It is really good. So, His first movie, Clown, not so much. Me and, me and Tim did that yeah. on Screams After Midnight a while back. Oh, I, I didn't realize. I clicked on that, that and saw that, that it was thing. a horror. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'll pass. Honestly, like, I definitely out. honestly, Clown, Clown doesn't know if it's a horror movie or a comedy. And that's his problem. Yeah. It, it jumps back and forth. Oh, man. Without really... It's not the... It's not the worst movie. It's in the not. World, no, but yeah, it's it, definitely it, not like. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I heard I heard cop cars like filled with all that tension, and it was clear in that scene where you just see Keaton looking at him through the mirror as he's yeah. driving. Well, yeah, that's and, like, throwing trying these to put the pieces failed. together. Yeah, if, if we're on vault, yeah. let's talk about like his progression throughout the movie. Obviously, we talked about some of the setup at the start, and I mean, and I his think... jacket is dope. I need to get one. <laughs> I think the bomber I, jacket he wears. Yeah. I was pretty surprised at how much I liked uh, the way he looked because I think yeah. especially the Spider-Man movies have this problem where they do this kind of robotification of the villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But this was the first movie I think it actually kind of worked. Like, I really didn't have any problem with the design. I, I love the the jacket. It's, like, very reminiscent of, um, you know, the comic book character kind of has that, like, whatever feathered color it's, thing. Yeah. It's also yeah. very like a pilot jacket. I also like that his mask it was kind of like a pilot's mask. You know, like in the yeah. cockpit of a plane, that's what they'd be wearing. Yeah, uh, but it just still kind of looked like bird eyes and a beak, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the kind of this enough in... halfway thing. But... I was going to say, Pete, I was just... he's a vulture at the beginning, too, because he makes his living off of picking up, you know, bad uh, dead things. Very good, very good. Yeah, like he's <laughs> a salvager. Yeah, well, so so here's here's the, here's the thing. I I don't think he's a super deep character, right? Uh, which is why I don't think maybe it would maybe level up to or compared to like say uh, like the Joker to use the you know the, the crown example of like a comic book movie villain from Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone cites him as being like one of the best. I don't think it holds up to that. Oh, you're not talking about Jared Leto's. Okay. I, <laughs> Tim, I will drop kick you in the balls. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but no, like so. So I just saw Pete's automatic kill go on. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't waving it off. Oh, my, mine's the kill. Mine's the kill. Did go on. Uh, yeah. But like, I probably do like him the most out of either most or second most out of all the MCU villains. Partly because it's the performance, and partly because I feel like they knew how deep he was, and they didn't overshoot with them. They kept it simple, like I said. Simplicity was the key here. They didn't try and make him have these big, grandiose plans. And honestly, the twist worked. Not for a second. So so Peter gets a date with Liz for the homecoming dance, even though he didn't show up to the, the, the debate thing. Uh, or not the debate, the quiz. The, the, the decathlon or whatever it was called. I looked it up. Academic decathlon. There you go. Academic decathlon. Uh, and he, he, even though... And that's actually just a small thing I liked as well. Is that obviously they set up the idea that's important to her, and he promises he's going to be there and he's going to do a good job, mm-hmm. and he doesn't show. And I was kind of dreading, oh, we're going to have to do the scene where he shows up late and she's going to look at him and she's going to be all upset. I liked it. We had the effects of it, but they never went through the cliched reveal of it. Like, you know, the cliched yeah. moment. They just they kind of it happened through all the action, and at the end it was kind of like she's kind of forgotten about it because like you know they were almost killed so she was like had her mind on all the things right. but he still felt the guilt over it because he still knew that he'd let her down and it, it worked I liked it played with that it didn't always go for the easy dramatic beats that we've seen a hundred million times in other movies mm-hmm. um, where was I going with that I was going with something else uh, with Vulture, Vulture. yeah the twist yes so he, he goes to he goes to pick her up at her house and I've seen her house before because that's where a, a party was earlier on yeah. and he, he comes in and he rings the doorbell 
and the door opens, and there he is, Michael Keaton. Is yeah, that's her dad? Uh, now, obviously, it's a good twist because you ass- you assume that her parents are black, right? It's you know, it's it's like, oh, her dad's white. Okay, so it, that's a bit of a misdirecting of itself, but. You never... It doesn't tease like, throughout the movie. Like, she mentioned she has parents, but you don't think, oh, this is going to be a big reveal later who her parents are. Like, you just, no, but, you just gloss but over also it. we get the... Vulture is going about how he's got to go out of town, mm. right? Mm. So he's calling his wife and is like, yeah, i got to head down, take care of business. And that's when the party goes off, right? Is when he's gone. Yeah. He's he's down in wherever he went But to. it's neat because, so, because every time we have him talking about why he needs to do this for his family, you get the impression they're probably not that well off. Like, he's he's just scraping yeah. by with these sales, but, uh, which is why you don't, like, obviously, Liz has this really nice house. It looks really expensive. As, like, you yeah. don't imagine whoever's living here is struggling. Uh, and, you know, you open the door and there he is. And then, that, that from then on, though, because Peter knows instantly who it is, Mm-hmm. There's just tension filled throughout the whole thing, uh, and then obviously the scene in the cars, and, and as you say, Vulture's putting it together. He's like he's hearing these various things about how Peter's missing for certain things, and then Spider-Man yep. showed up where he was, and he's he's puts it all together. And there's that moment where he just picks up the gun, he he, he makes Liz go out of the car, and he he just holds the gun in the front seat, and he can see it, and you know Peter does kind of get scared, like, and it's it, yeah. it works. He's intimidating, and uh, so it's, it's it's good stuff. Uh, I I just love like the the juxtaposition between like you see Peter is terrified, but then like Liz is like you know she's busy on her phone like snapping her gum mm-hmm. and just being like oh dad come on and then, uh, she has no idea oh. yeah 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 because it's very typical protective dad like we've seen this in teen movie yeah. before, but we know from watching the entire movie like there's another level going on like he's mm-hmm. subtly threatening Spider Man too so. Yeah. It's just, and she's oblivious to it all because, again, she doesn't know and, her date Spider-Man or her dad's the Vulture. Joe, you know I think works really well from the the whole teen movie aspect of it is that when he goes in and he like, goes up to her and says, "I need to go," you legitimately feel bad that he's letting her down again, even though you know he has to go yep. and he, he has to go be the hero and try and save the day, even though he has to do it with his shitty hoodie and like, yeah. you know. And I, <laughs> by the way, I love that he stores secret stuff under the lockers because he's the only one that can pick it up. <laughs> yeah. That is great. It's, it's, it's pretty funny, a little touch. It's, it's, a, it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, so it's good stuff. If I have any complaints about the, the the teen movie aspect, is that it maybe it's maybe that the movie kind of like shies away from it a little bit more once it gets to that point in the third act. Like I kind of wish we'd cut, mm-hmm. like they somehow integrated maybe the rest of the teens more because obviously Flash is pretty funny and uh, he's been mm-hmm. a dick to Peter and Peter like ends up taking yeah. his car while he's Spider Man <laughs> and that's kind of amusing. Uh, yeah. But like I, I I do like this core group that they've set up for like, the movies going forward. I'm glad the next movie's probably also going to be in high school. We're going to have Flash, Ned, and MJ, mm-hmm. and we're going to have this team mm-hmm. of characters, and uh, they're all likable. Even if they don't have a super amount of time to like develop their characters yeah. per se, mm-hmm. uh, like I feel like I've got enough of all of them that I really want to see more of them. Uh, yeah, there's still them. enough there that you like those characters. Even even Betty Brant, who yeah. you know, because mm. we get that she just she kind of doesn't like Peter that much. Like, and, and it's and every time she looks at him, you just mm-hmm. you can feel it, and that's all kind of you need. You don't need any dialogue or anything. Yeah, uh, like I say, it goes back to the whole Ben thing. Like they never said anything about it, uh, all, all on that mm-hmm. one line Peter gave earlier on. But the actual emotion from it that was came from just the so emotion. So refreshing. Yeah, like because um, we know it's it's just like everyone knows that you know Superman was is the last survivor of Krypton, and that. Mm. You know, Bruce Wayne lost his parents in Crime Alley as a kid, and everyone knows that Uncle Ben 
died because of a selfish act. Mm-hmm. And we didn't need it here because it's in the public consciousness. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just do a movie and move on. And it, it's kind of reminiscent of what they did with Incredible Hulk, where we kind of know the Hulk's origin and they kind of play to it. Yeah, okay. But they yeah. just go on and move forward and we're not going to address it again. So, now, yeah. I do think some of the action's a little bit rough. I do, I do like, when he's, like, hanging on the back of the van and then the plane sequence at the end, I didn't think it was particularly great. I thought I thought the when he, he's, he's going after the truck, though, with the vultures trying to steal the stuff, that was okay. Mm. The best action yeah. scene in the movie, though, uh, is by far, at least for me, uh, is the Washington Monument stuff. Yeah. Uh, mainly because mm-hmm. you really felt the height. Like, see, when he's up there and he's like, oh, I've never been this high before, you feel how high he is. And it feel, it's almost like a Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol when Tom Cruise is on the yeah. side of the building. You feel the verticality and you're like, oh my God, I'm getting vertical. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Well, you're worried because Pete's worried. If he was just yeah. up there and he's just like, oh, this is nothing, then yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, there's none. But the fact that, A, we know the bomb went off and they're barely hanging on. Uh, uh, it's actually really simple like you say he's worried it's not easy he's struggling he's trying to break the window he can't do it and he eventually has to do this really fancy thing where he like you know slings over the the helicopter into the window that's pretty cool to get the momentum he the web wings like that was yeah it's good stuff there because uh, he uses them briefly uh, later on as well, where he just sort of glides a little bit to land, and it's just it's, yeah. it's just good stuff. I, I like how they're, they're, they're working with that. Uh, but that action scene was really really good. Probably probably the best action moment of the of the movie. Oh, the boat stuff was fine because he had all the fun, fancy webbing. Uh, but yeah. it, I'd, I'd seen so much of it in the trailers that it, it almost just kind of washed through me. Like <laughs> like it didn't really matter yeah. at that point. Um, yeah. But no, so that that stuff was was really good. So ultimately. The arc with him and Tony, right? Let's talk about Peter's journey mm-hmm. where he, he's desperate to be an Avenger. He wants to be on the team. Uh, and at the end of the movie, Tony, like, yeah, come in, new Avengers building, come and live with us. You're going to be living next door to Vision, uh, kind of thing. Which is, you know, he, he doesn't respect boundaries because he doesn't <laughs> understand walls, but you'll get used to it. Like, I yeah. thought that was, again, that's, that's Downey Jr. doing what he does mm-hmm. and just, yeah. Uh, but he, he gets shown this this new outfit, this Iron Spider outfit, which looked atrocious. And Peter quite rightly says, "No, I don't want that." Uh, <laughs> so that's that's good. But he's basically offered this thing. He's like, "Oh, we've got we've got presser here. We're going to make this announcement. You're going to be a new Avenger, and blah 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 blah." And Pepper comes out afterwards. Obviously, it's a nice little joke <coughs> where we have a little hint that they're kind of back together, and that he might propose to her to like make an excuse for having the press there, <laughs> uh, which is is amusing. It does make me retroactively wish they never did the whole like, "Oh, we broke up, by the way," in Civil War because it feels like they've rubber banded. Just, just see, I don't mind that because that's. Their relationship that I've seen through the Iron Man movies is Tony messes up and then mm-hmm. goes and apologizes. So them, us in, in Civil War seeing that is in one of the times he hasn't had time to, to make it back up. Well, here, here's, you know? here's what gets me, though, is that it just, I feel the real world element where the reason why they broke up in Civil War is because they couldn't get Gwyneth Paltrow. They could get Gwyneth Paltrow for a scene in this. That's why they're back together. That is That, that is the only reason. Like as much as your justification kind of works, like I can just see the reasoning for it, and it it kind of clouds it a little bit. Uh, but so so he's and he's given this choice, and he's like, you know what? No, I'm not done growing up yet. I've got more to learn, and I want to be the neighborhood Spider-Man for a while. And he has this this arc throughout the movie where he learns he has to be there for his friends. He has to be for all this stuff. But he, he was basically like missing his like teenage part of his life because he was ignoring it and just being Spider-Man. Yeah. He was so focused on his future, he wasn't living in the present. Yeah. And that's like, that that's kind of, that's like me, Earl and the Dying Girl as well, right? He was so focused on 
his future. He mm-hmm. didn't live in, in the now. And that was the message of that yeah. movie. So it's it's a coming of age thing, and they pull it off really well. Yeah, he 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 actually, and it's, it goes back to like you know when Tony criticizes him earlier on, and Peter says, "Oh, but you did this." He's like, "Yeah, but I wanted you to be better." And at the end of the movie, yeah. he does decide to be better to the point where it's better than Tony could have hoped for. Because then Tony, because like, obviously Tony pretends, "Oh yeah, it was just it was just a, a test. There's there's no press." And then <laughs> yeah. that's when we find out there actually is press, and Tony was going to go through with all this. And it's almost mm-hmm. like not only is he better, he's better than Tony could have even like have imagined because he is better than Tony. Because Tony mm-hmm. could even comprehend that he would make that choice, and I like that. So, so the place upstate that they moved to is that supposed to be Avengers Mansion now? Uh, like is that? Well, that not look like a mansion, but sure. No, but like yeah, because Stark Tower. Because when when we first get with Tony, he's on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and then it's in Avengers. He had moved to. We see him putting the finishing touches on Stark Tower. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So and now that someone else has bought it, and we don't know, and you know, speculation, whatever. Um, I just kind of got the feeling like when Hogan's like, "Oh yeah, we're moving upstate," I kind of thought that like, "Oh, it's gonna be the Avengers Mansion." Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be Osborne who's bought it. it could be, I don't yeah. know, Kingpin maybe. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not that I. I don't care who buys it. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's the same. It's a tidbit there to chew on, so we can chew mm-hmm. a little bit, but. So we're just about done. Obviously, there's a couple of things we've we've, we've glossed over. Obviously, the ending. He gets his suit back. He's his proper suit, not the stupid Iron Spider thing. Uh, where Tony's like dropped off. He's like, yeah, like you, you've proved that you're better. Blah 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 blah. You get get keep your suit. Um, and we have the final cliffhanger moment where Aunt May walks in and sees him standing in the suit and says, "What the?" F-? And then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> that was a really funny ending. I, I I appreciated that. I appreciate that we're going to go into the second movie with her knowing. I have seen some debate mm-hmm. online that technically he didn't turn around yet, so he might be able to wiggle his way out of it. I will be pissed yeah. if they see if they pull that shit. And it's like, oh no! And he puts the mask on quickly, and he's like, oh no! I'm just I'm visiting your your nephew Peter. It's not really me. Like yeah. if they pull that shit, I'll be pissed. No, just have her know. Yeah, no. Let, let that be the dynamic. You know, that could be fun. You know what would. You know what would be awesome, though, is if the movie just started with her saying, uck. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty good, actually. That would be quite good. Yeah, I just, I, I like the idea of Aunt May knowing, so she's not out there worrying, you know, because yeah. like, that, that could be the, the nicest thing Peter could do, is like, hey, look, I have this calling, I have to do it, I'll try to be safe, but I can't have you being worried sick all the time. So, you know. Pretty solid of him. I think her knowing and him knowing she knows is a more interesting dynamic for the next movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, post credit scenes, we had the one in the middle that sets up Scorpion, who we've seen briefly in the middle of the movie, uh, played by Michael Mondo, who's natural from Better Call Saul, uh, yep. who I like a lot. Uh, I was actually complaining in my, in my head, like, after he's seen in the middle of the movie, I was like, that's all you did with him? He's a great actor. Why is that only just that? <laughs> well, but then they set him up for more stuff at the end, so hopefully we get it. Yeah, Matt Gargan. I heard the Matt Gargan name, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, because we're going to get Scorpion. And then, you know, later, if we introduce Venom, he's my favorite Venom, just because he's so mm. nuts and he eats people. Like, mm. uh, I'd like to see that. Because you get his vibe in that post credit scene. Like, yeah. he is a violent criminal. Like, oh, yeah, he's ready to kill Phil's. Uh, and yeah. then, obviously, the, the very end post credit scene is uh, just a wink at the camera where Cap's doing one of his training videos and he's talking about patience and how. Even if it if it doesn't pay off and you're disappointed by what you waited for, you waited and that's what's important. That was along those lines. Uh, there was a good chuckle throughout the audience as they realised it was just kind yeah. of a ha ha. You waited till the end and it's yeah. just a stupid thing. Yeah, 
Which I like. I like them doing that because it's, you know, other movies people get up because, but Marvel movies, there's they have us trained to yeah. to stick around. So the fact that nobody moved, you know, it, it was pretty funny. And also, I I thought the um the end credits were pretty entertaining. Like all the like the weird art deco kind yeah. of thing mm. they were going for. I, I thought it looked uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like the cut and paste kind of art of mm-hmm. scenes from the movie. Uh, yeah. That was pretty cool, too, yeah. Uh, my my wife, a uh, huge Captain America fan, so she was stoked <laughs> nice. that she has to see Chris Evans <laughs> and, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, Solid Through, I like pretty much all the cast. I didn't... I don't think there was like a sour note for me in terms of the casting. <laughs> if, if I was going to complain about anything, honestly, it's just that it's things that's not really the movie's fault. Uh, mm. But it's kind of like because it's the the second reboot, it's the third time I've done Spider Man. Uh, now because it was fresh and it felt like this teen movie, it felt more lower key. I feel like they, they focused on smaller ideas. I loved all that stuff, so I loved the movie. Uh, but it is kind of a shame that there's certain elements of Spider Man that they have to shy away from because they feel like oh they've done that already, so we can't like. There's not even a mention of the Daily Bugle in this or yeah. Uh, yeah. J Jonah Jameson, and it is. It feels like oh, it's because it was done so. That was like the one thing that was perfect in those original movies. Like we don't want to yeah. do it. And I know he's still in high school, but I feel like most Spider-Man comics, even when it's set like him as a teenager, there'll still be scenes at the Bugle reacting to like the villains or something oh, yeah. like that. Like there's always yeah. a part of the world, and it just kind of feels mm-hmm. it to me that it's not there because oh, we want to avoid it because they've already done it. Like, it, which is probably why we're never going to see Goblin because they've done Goblin in both yeah. the previous versions. No, do you <sighs> think we'd get? Osborne, just as Osborne, like in the next one. I don't know. I would Possibly. honestly. I, I'm not going to say never, but if on if you were asking me to like guess right now, I'd say no. Okay. Maybe cool. Even in reference, like we don't have to get an actor to play him, but mm. they just kind of reference. Oh, I yeah. can see that. You yeah. know. I, I feel like cool. unlike say Lex Luthor, who you can keep bringing back, and like the Joker, because they yeah. are like the arch nemesis of the characters. Mm-hmm. And Osborne is kind of like that to Spider Man, but. I feel like because we had them in the last two versions, and because the last one in particular didn't work out very well. <laughs> um, that was terrible. That was terrible. The first one's not aged particularly well either. If you go back and watch that first Spider-Man movie, he feels like a cheap Power Rangers villain with a stupid plastic mask. Uh, yeah. It, it does not. It's not aged well, so it, I can see them just shine away from because they've got a lot of villains they can use anyway. The, 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 oh. For sure. They use Vulture. They, they could do a proper Venom at some point. Well, they're doing a Venom movie, so we'll see if that well, pe- ties in. People keep saying Mysterio, who we haven't seen, and I'd like to see how Mysterio. they make him look cool. Yeah, I'd like Mysterio. Because that, that fishbowl helmet, mm-hmm. there's no way that works mm-hmm. on the big screen, so I won't see how they would get around that. Nah, and work. Like, normally that would make me, like, kind of mad like being like oh well now they're gonna have to use like you know the, these smaller characters but stretch them out to make like you know big epic movies but after seeing this like what they were able to do with like vulture which is a pretty like you know c-list villain uh but you know able act hey, he's they, in they the were... sinister six like i don't know I, he's a low-ranking <laughs> member though man <laughs> I, like, there's no like there's no like at, at least from what I have read, like I can't really pinpoint any classic vulture stories or anything, you know. No. Craven, uh, though. Oh, Craven! I can see, I can see Craven. Yeah. I can yeah. see Craven. I think you don't even have to do Last Hunt. Like, just introduce him as like mm. 
reality TV star. Well, I think that, it's you know, worth mentioning how well they handled like having a couple of sub-villains in this, because we had kind of the Tinker and the Shocker, without them yeah. going... Yeah, and they didn't really feel shortchanged. They didn't feel like oh, they tried to shoehorn too many villains. It didn't feel like that at all. It just felt like no, no. They worked them into the plot as part of the vultures' own arc. King, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So now yeah, it works. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess they sort of wrap up and head towards scores. Uh, I really like this movie. I was surprised by how much I was into it. I feel like it nailed Spider-Man in a lot of ways. Yeah, a bit too much tech in the suit. Uh, so a couple of the action scenes were a bit hard to follow and didn't, weren't that exciting in and of themselves but uh, otherwise it was pretty great and I think easily the best Spider-Man movie in terms of actually getting the character yeah. right in terms of feeling because I think you could argue the action scenes are better than Spider-Man 2 because they are like, that train sequence is, is fantastic like, you go back and watch that it's, uh, it's, it's great stuff um, but this is a better Spider-Man film definitely uh, and it's got a unique voice it feels like it stands out in the MCU because it is a teen movie uh, whereas a lot of the other ones because even yeah. as much as I'm looking forward to Thor Ragnarok it does kind of feel like oh Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of kind of infected that a little bit and it feels more towards that and you know some of the other stuff feel a little bit formulaic and while the formula was here in terms of going after the villain it it was different because it was lower key and it wasn't always trying to end the world and we have to deal with that uh, it put characters first, and I appreciate that. So, would you like to do some ratings then, fellas? <laughs> sure. Out, sure. Out of 10. Matt, your mic is going, so I'll go to Tim first <laughs> as Matt corrects his mic. Matt, Tim, rather, what would you like to give <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming out of out of 10? Uh, it's hard, because uh, I'm thinking about either a 9 or 9.5. I don't know if oh. I, I want to go that high yet. I might maybe need another viewing. Uh, so for right now, uh, I'll give it a, a solid 9. Okay, Matt? 8.5. Uh, I think that's, that's where it's at. Yeah, uh, Matt and me are on the same wavelength. I also want to go with an 8.5. Jeez, 9. <laughs> what? Yep. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no. eight and a half. I, well because i i always like to rate higher than you just you know but no eight and a half. I, I, that's fair you didn't say that with the neon demon no because that's not a movie <laughs> i'm scoring because i'm never seeing it <laughs> and i should also uh point out to uh in terms of superheroes like spider-man is my second favorite so i'm a i'm a like, really really big spider-man fan like uh you know growing up like it was kind of some of the first like comic stuff i got into before i started reading comics was like the spider-man cartoon show and like sega genesis games and stuff so spider-man's always you know held a you know pretty big place in my heart so uh that was another thing that you know got me really excited and uh yeah partly why i you know maybe might rate it like a little higher so so you're counting hellboy as a superhero um not really i so who's your number one then yeah. Daredevil. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, yeah, I absolutely love Daredevil, especially like in and in terms of comic books, like um, most of my favorite superhero stuff uh, is Daredevil. Cool. To be like, it's like Daredevil, Spider Man, and then <sighs> I, I always go back and forth if I like Superman or Batman better. But <laughs> oh, don't say that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Jim, Jim can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, I I like Spider-Man a lot. Spider-Man is definitely my favorite Marvel superhero. Um, 
I, I'm more of a DC guy, so I've got a few DC characters ranking above them. But uh, I, Spider-Man is my favourite of the Marvel batch. And uh, no, it was great to actually really, like, kind of unequivocally, because I feel like... I feel like Spider-Man 2 is a really good movie, but it's really bad at the characters. So it feels very mixed from that point of view. And then Amazing Spider-Man, I think, gets the characters a bit more right, but it's a bit more, you know, a bit more slapdash of a movie. Whereas yeah, this, I feel sure. like, feels a bit more... Obviously, I'm not even talking about the other ones, because Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 are both complete messes for different reasons. Uh, whereas this, it feels like, oh, I don't even have to make apologies. Yeah, there's a couple of nitpicks, there's a couple of things that I would maybe fix or do slightly differently. But like for the most part, I can say no, no. It was a solid movie. It was focused. It was well thought out. It put characters first, and yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my piece. I've said it. It was good. Yeah. So there we go. That's, that's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I tell you what, Thor Ragnarok's got a got a, a real job ahead of it if it wants to. If it no, wants to talk this, I am completely and totally biased. So mm-hmm. that's man. I'm so excited for that. I, I know you are. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it, but I feel like, you know, I'm quite impressed with this one, so I, I will be impressed if Ragnarok can actually top it for me. Uh, not that it has to. It, it could be really, really good and still not top it, and that's okay. Uh, but there you go. So that that is the second of three Marvel movies this year. Uh, we had one DC movie so far. we got another one coming up. Uh, well, the DC movie was ended up being really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, Justice League, on the other hand, I'm not feeling so optimistic yeah. about, but we'll we'll see. This tasted breakfast again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what gets me. is Because like, I, I got the trailer again when I, when I saw this. And there's a, there's, a moment, there's a moment in the trailer where Aquaman's on top of the Batmobile and he's, he's about to jump. It's towards the end of the trailer. And, you know, Batman's driving along and Aquaman does a big jump to, like, Landing a parademon, uh, and the entire time, all I could think was how shit the whole thing looked because the background was just this really dark CG, like you know, it was a burning building or something like that. But it's really dark. It just looks everything just looks like a green screen. I just I hate how Zack Snyder movies look. I hate it with a passion. Uh, it it's like, it feels like so a Zack Snyder movie. It, That's it, what it was great about Wonder Woman. And go check out a review of Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, good. because it didn't look like that. Uh, it didn't. That's no. it. It was fun to watch. It was a little, it was a little desaturated, uh, which I would have maybe toned back a little bit. But you know, it didn't look as that Snyder movie. So, uh, but no, here we go. So that's Spider Man. Uh, thank you for watching us for the last hour plus. Uh, we appreciate it. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Uh, you know, did you did you like various things about it? Did you dislike various things about it? Uh, so on. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and all that kind of thing. Uh, if you want to support the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, there's a lot of bonuses over there. It's ones that specifically relate to the movies uh, and goals as well. Uh, but head over there, check that stuff out. Uh, well, that's us, guys. So, once again, thank you very much for watching. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time for War for the Planet of the Apes on 1.5 uh, gigawatts. Thanks. thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.